0: You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. Food feature. Food feature time. And I'm so, so excited that we're going to be having this conversation. And thank you to Mandy Wiener for the recommendation. She literally stalked the entire team individually to say, Listen, I ate at this place. You guys have to have them on. They are amazing. <laughs> Even now, as I came into, sushi, did you eat the food? Was it amazing? I said, <laughs> I said, firstly, Mandy, I need to try and stay awake because I ate so much of the bread. <laughs> so, this is so exciting. Shook is a spot that, from my view, really was. Just Mediterranean delight. And I love meals that you can share as a group of people, which is exactly what the team and I did, where, you know, you can just fill the table with a whole lot of plates and just get your hands in there. And there really was something for everybody. And what's so great is if you are vegetarian, there are so many options for you. We have a team member, I want to expose him. <laughs> <laughs> i was to expose him but he only eats chicken and today he could eat everything he could eat everything but there really was something for everyone but before we continue let me welcome dane leavenred who is the owner and daniela zogby who is executive chef welcome to the show thank you so much Thanks, for joining Sarah. us thank yeah, you very thank much you for having us
1: happy to be here on a friday
0: so, Dan, is this your first food business or you have like a million? Because I know you're kind. There's some of you in the business who like, it's just a hobby. You wake up one week and you're like, you know, I was thinking about Japan oh. and then the next week I opened up a Japanese <laughs> restaurant.
1: Yeah. No, I, I have uh, I've been in the, the game quite a long time. Uh, since 2015, I started to grind in Melrose Arch, mm. uh, which was a, a coffee shop or cafe, um, and then started uh, Get Bird, which is in Birdhaven, which is um, we do bagels, we've got a bagel bar there, and, and coffee out of a caravan. So um, that started three years ago, just coming out of COVID, and uh, we've just had such an amazing community around us supporting us, and we couldn't have done it without them. And then Yashuk yeah, came up, and I was introduced to Danny, mm. who is a bomb in the kitchen. Um, we actually met like six weeks before. I'd never seen her cook before. <laughs> really? I was just like, this is I what we need to do. The food.
0: Wow. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was, it was a whirlwind. And, um, Bond, who's not with us today, he's at, uh, the shop running the show. He's, he also joined us and he comes from, um, you know, uh, also a lineage of, of restaurants. And mm. so we, we love to have him there. But yeah, it's just been, it's been seven or eight weeks of just, uh, a lot of teething problems, yes. <laughs> and um, but we're we stable now and we, we we're getting some phenomenal resp- support and response from, from again, the community that supported us um, in, in Joburg.
0: Which is the bug that bit you? Because I'm trying to figure out if you got into the space because you're a serial entrepreneur and um, you just happened to sort of follow the opportunities as they came, or you... Always were like I just need to stay in the food business.
1: Yeah, we don't have long enough to talk about (laughs) (laughs) about that. But yeah, it was a function of me leaving school at 16 and just going into restaurants. My mom also had what food. Yeah,
0: you (laughs) left school at 16 to get a job.
1: Yeah, I went into premi, started working in Rosebank as what, a waiter, wearing those jumpsuits. Oh Remember my! Those jump
0: Was this at Rosebank premi?
1: Yeah, yeah, You guys B-Rose used Bank, to give yeah. me
0: anxiety. Just letting you know, <laughs> I don't know what you guys did, but you would get into a huddle and then yes, come like the ah! morning shift. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That place was a vibe, but it, like, was. it was such a vibe. So I'm, I'm glad you're sharing this because I'm just making notes like, kicked sun <laughs> out at 60 <laughs> as you're speaking. Was that a choice you wanted for you? Like, what was the yeah, reason? Yeah,
1: it was uh, totally circumstantial. I mean, I think yes. um, school is just not for me.
0: Mm. Um,
1: and looking back at it, I'm 36 now, so it's, it's been a long journey. And it's, I've gone, you know, all over the world with food and just worked in different places in New York and Sydney and... Um, you know, Brazil and London just ran the circuit as a hustler uh, in, in food and, and built a great network here also. I mean, I'm, I'm phenomenally uh, um, grateful for the team that we've had. And, and uh, you know, it takes a whole – in order for a brand to do well, you need your community around you. And we've seen dwindling, obviously, challenges – macroeconomic macro challenges mm. in, this, in Joburg, specifically just with incessant load shedding. And that's absolutely destroyed us in, in, in most senses, yes. just in terms of you know, money that we've had to spend on, on fuel and, and generators and stuff. But we just continuously get this flood of support um, mm. From our community, and uh, you know we 're very grateful for that
0: the reason that um, you know i 'm taking such a focus on the leaving school part and all of that i 'm not in any way saying education is not important, but I think it is so important for us to know that paths can be different yeah, totally. and um, that that so many opportunities can mm. crop up, especially because our education system is quite restricted and limited and doesn 't accommodate every single child, so the fact yeah. that you you figured that out now my question would be how did your parents get on board i, I yeah. left school as yeah. well to work but the circumstances were not because I, I i just wanted to do to do both but i'm so curious and um, because yeah, so these know. are the kind of inspiring people need to know there are sure. kids out there who didn't get to get them a trick sure. they need to know you can still have a career you can still build build a life
1: absolutely i um, look we've got challenges in this country with mm. You know, uh, education levels in in our in our demographic is you know very low, um, and you need practical knowledge to do a job. Um, a lot of people, especially, you know, with uh, lower le- le- levels of education, mm. learn practically. They don't learn theoretically, um, because a lot of the theoreticals in English. And so, uh, when you know, we've got thirty staff now. We started with none, and. Um, we always are always higher based on personality because mm. you can always train something else if you can't you can't train a personality either you are uh, extroverted or you're introverted and so if you can take a personality and and give them the tools and just the structure in order to 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 kind of create their own uh you know in the beginning it's livelihood and and hopefully they go on to something bigger you know they're never yeah. they're not going to stay with us for a long time we've got all of our staff are under 35 so wow. you know we, we only hire uh, youngsters obviously because we we're looking for a very specific um temperament that can handle our crowd of uh, you know very demanding but very loyal customers um but we've got a great crew i mean um you know we're it's, we're very blessed you know you go through I, I mean in terms of school it was totally circumstantial for me mm. I, I didn't enjoy school i also didn't learn theoretically i learned practically and I think the the quicker you can get into a practical environment where you can just be someone of substance, you know, someone that even if it's washing dishes, yes, you are an important part of the business. You integral in our success, you know. And and it's um, we try and give those opportunities. Um, you know, I think it's while everyone's focusing on the negative, we're trying to build, and it's important that SMEs continue to build in this economy um, you know, and, and instead of focusing on the noise, just focus on the linear and just try and get through, you know, it's a, it's a very tough time at the moment for everyone. Everyone's, as you said in your previous statement, everyone's just trying to survive. Um, interest rates are going up, you know, things are tough. And if we can bring people into our environment, which is a sense of community and we have workspace there, people can come and work. Uh, you know, I try and network everyone that I meet because I'm, I'm um, integral in that and I've I've done plenty of uh, networking for a lot of small startups where it come into this environment and I was like, Oh, okay, I know this person. You're the in. chief introducer. <laughs> You're the yeah, one who exactly. introduces
0: and connects people. But
1: we do. We have a great yes. a great community and and we welcome anyone. You know, it's not just um, it's not just our it's not just the people that live in the close surrounding areas. We we bring people from far and wide.
0: So you're speaking earlier about washing dishes, and we have a, a chief dishwasher here, <laughs> in the form of um, Daniela. And I'm I'm wondering, Daniela, when did your love for food? Where and when did your love for food begin?
2: Well, I grew up in a Lebanese household where, like you, you said, guys in the, are yeah, always cooking, we everywhere, and and, uh, yeah, exactly. And the thing is, I mean, like you said in the beginning. Having food around a table and sharing and getting involved, that's always been a part of my life. And I've always, always stuck by the fact that every meal we have is a celebration and celebrating the produce where we get it from, the people that we sharing the meal with. Yes. So it's always been a massive part of my life. I love cooking to bits.
0: So at what point, because, you know, obviously those that grew up in the type of home that you do and, and the various cultures will be able to connect, whether they're Portuguese or Italian or <laughs> black families, Indian families, at some point it just became a thing that you would be in the kitchen. So when you were going through that experience of now being a part of the preparing of the food, Which part of you made you feel like I could do this for a living, not just at home?
2: Look, I think even growing up, I wasn't actually really much in the kitchen. I was watching my gran and and watching everything happen around me. So they
0: didn't make you a slave driver, no, not at all, actually. But my
2: dad was always the one. He was the chef of our house, so he's um, always been like super into his food and flavors and that kind of thing so I, I i've learned most of my cooking from my dad and our family so i think when i was in school and you know when you like choosing your subject and all of mm. that i was like you know what science is not my thing math yes. is not for me but there's just something about food that you can do so much so much with it. But
0: uh, the reason I don't agree with you, that science is not your thing and math is not your it's thing. B- it's basically. Yes, because yeah, that's it's what cooking in, is. Yeah, cooking is. is a science and yeah. requires math skills. Very true. Um, very true. Though I do suspect that a big part of your cook and I could be very wrong, is while the training may be there, a lot of it is instinctual cooking. Would you say you're the type of cook? I mean, obviously outside of a restaurant environment where people expect when they come that that thing they ordered the last time is the same but you really strike me as a person who will you you enjoy the thing of opening the cupboard and being like what are we going to make with what we have today
2: no definitely I mean um Dan will often say just look up the recipe and I'm like no (laughs) (laughs) I want to make my own thing you know I want it to be mine and play around with the flavors and yeah that's very much me I love to open the cupboard and just fly with what I've got you know yeah it's it's there's always something to learn, and that's what is so exciting about the industry is like no matter what part of the industry you're in, cooking is everywhere. You know, you're always going to have something that you you can take from a different place or different cultures. Yes. and Yeah, it's amazing.
1: Yeah, and look, I mean, we, we're not um, perfect yet. You know, we, we have, as I said in the beginning, like huge teething issues. It's yes. a very small space, and we're trying to c- accommodate everyone. Um, and uh, yeah, so if you come there and you don't have the best experience, just just holler.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs>
1: and just say like, listen, and we'll, we'll always do our best to. Rome accommodate was everyone. not
0: built in a day. Exactly. And neither was shook. But <laughs> now, coming back to your your experience, when did it become a professional thing? Because I mean, I'm um, Dana speaking of, you know, starting as a waiter and just being in the business. When for you, then did food become a business?
2: So I went to uh, directly after school. I went to Cape Town. I studied at Silwood, um, and within the first month, I was like, "Oh, this is not for me. It's <laughs> it's a bit too intense." But the further I went along with it, I knew that this was this was a life passion for me, um, and I worked in some really cool places under insane chefs. So that's when I knew it was like that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. Why don't you name yourself? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you <know, just laughs> no, and then I opened a restaurant. Well, not a restaurant. It was like a little dark kitchen with my brother. We did salad bowls, and nice. yeah, that through that avenue, that's where I got introduced to Dan and.
0: The rest is history And like, then you yeah. dumped your brother <laughs> <laughs> No, he's still around He's okay. still around Just checking <laughs> So now, um, obviously the two of you come together I'm just curious, Dane What for you was the vision? Firstly, w- where does the name Shook come from? And for all of you that are listening It's not Shook like I was shaken He shook me No, but um, maybe explain what it means sure. And where it came from And and, and um if when you decided to go on this journey, you already knew what you wanted to do, or were you kind of like bringing people together and saying, let's collaborate sure. and figure this out?
1: Um, no, I mean, it, so shuk is actually a market um, in Hebrew. It's uh, in, in um, Arabic, it's a shuk, so it's spelled differently. It's not spelled the same way, but it's the same thing. It's a market. And um, I've always, when I've gone to Israel, I've always enjoyed seeing the vibrant markets and and so I wanted to bring that back um, mm. to to South Africa or to Johannesburg. I saw there was a gap definitely in Middle East and Mediterranean cuisine, especially like breakfast, lunch. Um, there were only a handful of places that can do a really good shakshuka, and you know we 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 wanted to showcase that um, and and make sure that when you come into our environment, you get a taste of everything. There's there's you know antipasti. There's um, uh, goes as far as I mean, we've got the best coffee in Joburg, yes. for sure. Um, get the coffee. Um, but yeah, I, I think for us it was, I had this vision. Uh, it came up very quickly because it was never going to be, the site that we went into in Bluebird was never going to be that. So it came up um, and I had to make a plan. And I, I said to my wife, she, well, she said to me, you've always gravitated towards Shook. Mm. And I said, yeah, because it's, like, it's, it's about what we've done. It's all about community. And, and we wanted to create such a diverse Menu mm-hmm. that you don't get any menu fatigue, you're always coming there and trying something else because it's so diverse. I'm so
0: glad you taught me a new phrase <laughs> menu fatigue.
1: Yeah, you can't want <laughs> <there's laughs> to
0: restaurants. I want to go to and be like, I'm sorry, I have menu fatigue. If <laughs> yeah. there's any special you can <laughs> I offer, I promise me. you it's a thing, it's
1: a real thing. Like, you want to go and just get like seasonal yeah uh, rotation, and I understood that. Look, as much as I love food, I grew up also in a Jewish home. I was like, also the same intensity on food and just wanting you to put on a lot of weight every Friday night. Um, But, you know, I I wanted to, I needed the person who understood the cuisine and it was so fortuitous that we met um, through just someone, uh, one of my shareholders in the business. And um, I had to court her for like two months. She wasn't prepared to leave Unbelievable, which is her other brand. And I said, okay, well, we'll take Unbelievable, we'll put it into the bagel bar, we'll incorporate it, you know, we'll put it online. So we've got a dark kitchen there that's running all the stuff, and she's on an Uber Eats, you can go and get Unbelievable. Yeah. And I was like, but I need you here at Shook. <laughs> uh, and I hadn't tasted her food, I promise you. I, I had, I you had went on sp-
0: gut, gut Feel.
1: I went on, yeah, I went on Gut Feel. I, I, I saw that Danny um, really wants to, to, um, expand her horizons. She's got mm. the same, same entrepreneurial flair and she's very young. I mean, I'm 12 years older than her, uh, 12 years, yeah. So uh, she's, she needed someone that could potentially guide her through mm. the processes that I've been through in this area of expertise or, you know, just by, by just falling into this, this food game. Um, as much as I love food, I don't yes. have her ability and she's got a, a huge amount of ability. Um, and so we complement each other really well. And, and, and you know, whoever else we opening new locations, hopefully in the future we'll bring on other team members. And, you know, each new store brings 15 new jobs. And if we yes. can do this in a micro ecosystem where we can just bring 15 jobs, 15 jobs, 15 jobs, hopefully we can do our part in, 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 in the economy. Um, so let
0: me ask you both in the difficult question. Um, it's, it's very hard of a question. <laughs> And I'm going to give you time to think about it. By time, I mean 20 seconds. (laughs) What is your favorite dish on the menu?
2: I would say Turkish eggs. Turkish eggs. That's a quick yeah. answer, but it's my
1: favorite. So I've actually got this, uh, the history sales data where I can see what is the best-selling product. No, no, no,
0: but no, no. no. <laughs> this is the hard I, one.
1: I, I, <laughs> I, what I enjoy on the breakfast side of things is the, is the baked uh, quinoa bowl. It's, a, it's just an oats, basically. Yes. We do it, it's uh, made with coconut milk, so it's not, there's no dairy in it. It's lactose-free. So that's my, my game. Uh, in the mornings and then for lunch I don't actually eat lunch
2: <laughs> No he doesn't eat at all But you, see,
1: but you <laughs> seem like the you'd problem. be
0: the breakfast for lunch guy So you yeah. might have the shakshuka for lunch
1: Yeah brunch <laughs>
0: <There we go. laughs> And I mean your, your salads I mean I, I was just so enjoying that pearl couscous Because I fail every time I try to cook it myself <laughs> Such a variety on your menu um, What is your website or social So people know where to find you And they can just see everything Yeah
1: thank you So it's at um, on on Instagram um, and then uh, if you want to order, it's getbird.co.za and you can order a range of, we can order Unbelievable, you can order a whole range of different brands that we're bringing in that we're operating, you know, so it's just once again, community ecosystem. Um, but yeah, we, we 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 love all the support and show the love. And thank you to you guys for and to Mandy, she's getting and a plug. listen.
0: It's all Mandy here. That was <laughs> like our the food fan. is so good. The food is <laughs> so amazing. good. In terms of the menu, do you in your mind um, see it evolving somewhere else? Oh, definitely. I think,
2: like I said, there's so much to do, and like the concept that we're trying to create is this constant evol- like evolution of the menu and bringing in all seasonal veggies and. Food, yard, all daily stuff. So I think it's just the beginning. I mean, there's a lot more to come and if you come again you are definitely not gonna get menu to Menu fatigue. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the, that uh, won't be a thing. Daniel and Dan, thank you so so much for coming through. Thank you, find guys. them on the socials. Uh, beautiful photographs, just to give you an a, a small taste of what we tasted. Uh shook deli is where you can find them on Instagram, and they're at Bluebird Shopping Centre. Please tell me again the name of that Yemen bread that I malawach. Oh, I am dead. It's the butter, rights That gets you.
1: Yeah, it's
0: the butter. It's the but, guys. If I sleep during the show, you know who to blame. Thank you so much <laughs> for coming so much, through. Guys. It's 1.30. Time for the latest eyewitness news headlines. But before we jump there, it is spelled S H U K. My apologies, S H U K for shook, not shake. N. Oh, that man shook me.